Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-3, that's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslo Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 3rd of January. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3800-747-3733. And we got a lot going on here in the sports world with the NFL playoffs right around the corner. The NBA is in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile versions. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime at there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, we're out of town right now. We're doing some holiday skiing. You know the Zaslos. We're a skiing family, but we're still pumping out shows the remainder of this week. So we got guests on with us each day this week so that everybody still gets a good edition of Zaslow Show 2.0. And joining us today, Amber Wilson, top sports radio host. She is my favorite every night, 7 to 10 p.m. ESPN Radio, Amber and Ian. I fill in sometimes and do the show with her, so we always love having her on the show. We're going to talk some Dolphins with her, NFL, college football playoff, and we'll just see in general how she's doing as she makes her return to Zaslow Show 2.0. Enjoy the show. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager, and it can pick up a six-pack 
of Johnny Cuba for yourself, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Moss. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Glad to have you here with us today. And we're going to do some NFL. We're going to do Dolphin football. And our pal is my favorite host on ESPN Radio. Really my favorite host anywhere. Amber Wilson, Amber and Ian, every night, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. on ESPN Radio. And she she has brought me onto the national scene over the last few months, which I'm super grateful for. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we're going to be hanging out again. I don't know when that is. I'm sure it's going to be at some point later this month after I get back. But it, it's good to see you. How you doing? You all right? You look good? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So, so how do you say that for? What's the what's the cutoff here? I think the first couple weeks of January. Oh, whoa. I thought you were I thought you were like a strict, you know, you get three days and then you're done. No, no, no. Like if I see someone I haven't seen in a little while on January 10th, I'm probably gonna say, How you doing? Happy New Year. I think that's fair. I think it's right? reasonable. Mid-January. Yeah. Then we got to move on. But it's yeah. 2024. We got to move on. Did you stay up for midnight or are you officially an old person? Hell to the no. I am yeah. officially an old person. Proud of it. Uh, happy about it. Definitely did not stay up until midnight. Now, my kid's also not old enough to care about midnight. He's only four. So we were able to do the sparklers the second it got dark. Yes. And I could be in bed before 10 p.m. It was glorious. But I know with older kids... I always see parents lamenting on social media about having to stay up. So do you have to pull the move with your kids? Cause your kids are older. Do you have to pull the move where you trick them and you set all the clocks different in your household and you have to put on, you put on the ball drop from Europe. So they're none the wiser. They think they're up until after midnight. Mom and dad can go to bed at 10 PM. All right. I don't know who these idiot kids are who are falling for that because all the kids these days have their own cell phones. All right. And they're on the phones all the time. So there's no, Hey, give me your phone for a minute. I'm not going to do anything weird. Like the, 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 the time is right there on their phones. Now I will tell you though, all four of us stayed up past midnight for the first time in years, but it really didn't have anything to do with the ball dropping. All four of us were in separate rooms of the household, all doing our own thing. My wife was downstairs watching her stupid show. She watches this show, Jane the Virgin. She's obsessed with on oh, Netflix. God. Oh, it's the corniest. That's, that's like 10 years old at least also. Oh, really? It's yeah. it's the corniest show I've ever seen, all right? She's obsessed with this Jane the Virgin. I can't watch it. I was upstairs watching some. Uh, I, I may have been watching wrestling, let's be honest. And my kids were in separate rooms doing their thing. So for the first time in forever, we did stay up past midnight but it really had nothing to do with new year's so there you go yeah it's not like the old days down here amber where it's los olas you know uh you want to be in downtown fort lauderdale i mean south beach that's a disaster was downtown los olas your spot your single days living here in miami i've done it all i've done south beach done it all i've done it all baby Uh, uh all over miami all over lauderdale I've done West Palm Beach. I think I've done Del. Oh, I have. I 100% have done Atlantic and Delray for New Year's. I have done it all during the 20 years that I spent down there. Yeah, that Riverfront was our spot when we were dating, uh, mm-hmm. both in our 20s. And but man, that that feels like forever ago. 20s. Who's in their 20s? Who's young <laughs> enough to be in their 20s? People that were born in the 2000s. Who's in their 20s? People that all were right. born when we were in college. That's who's in their 20s. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Isn't true. it funny? For people who don't know, I mean, Amber's wearing her Gator shirt. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash show, Amber's got a, a, a really good-looking Gator uh, hoodie, it looks like there. I like that. It's very bright. It looks very newish. Uh, Amber and I didn't know each other in school, but we were in school together for probably a couple of years, right? Right. Yeah, we would have been. Yeah, we did not know each other. My junior and senior yeah. years must have been your freshman and sophomore years, maybe? Right. Well, I graduated college in 05, and you graduated what? In 04. 04. 04. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah. we were there for a few years. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, how did you experience the Dolphins on Sunday? I sat there for three hours on my couch, just like it was like a, it was such a bore. The game ended, and I looked at my son. I was like, three wasted hours, my life right here. Right, a little bit like what I would imagine waterboarding would be like. Um, yeah, it was brutal. It was obviously a brutal watch. I was not surprised, frankly. Really? I Yeah, going into that game, I know you were confident. You felt good. You felt like, all right, we can do this. Another big win on the road. We got this. I've been very not- positive about the Dolphins this year. Yeah, well, listen, and, and as you should be, and they've had a hell of a season. So have the Ravens, right? And that was the buzzsaw that you ran into. I didn't feel great going into that game. I felt like just because more about the opponent than, frankly, it even was about us. But obviously, injuries factor into this as well. We are beat up at this point in the season. I know everyone's beat up at this point in the season. Not a great excuse. But I just didn't feel good about this matchup. I had texted. Our producer had texted me. He wanted my picks for predicting this week in the NFL. And I said to him, I'm going to take the Dolphins because I hate going against the Dolphins, but I don't like it. I do not like the Dolphins in this matchup, and I don't like it on the road. So I wasn't surprised. It was If I wasn't a fan, I would not have taken them, frankly. Um, you know, it is what it is. I still feel really good about where the Dolphins are. And that's what that's the bummer, right? Zaslow is, is your expectations as they continue to increase. Like, this is the best Dolphins season I have ever had as a Dolphins fan. Now, I haven't been a Dolphins fan for nearly as long as you. I didn't grow up in South Florida, so it's something that I adopted later in life. But for the amount of time that I've been a Dolphins fan, the last decade and a half, this is by far the best season that I've ever lived. And that should be a really big deal. But with that, during the season, because we all started to buy in, then something like this at the end, when you have an opportunity to get the one seed in the conference and you miss out on that opportunity, it feels like some massive letdown when the reality is they take care of business this week. All right, now we're cooking. We still get the division. If you had told us that at the beginning of the season that yeah. we would win the AFCs, all of us would have taken that in a heartbeat and thought that we would be thrilled by that. So it's just the moving goalposts of expectations. It's been one of the most fun seasons that I remember. I mean, I think the the Dolphins have a chance to win 12 games this weekend. I understand it's a 17-game schedule. I think they've won 12 games once in my life. So this would be, the and it was was in the early 90s, like like maybe like 91 uh, or 92. I think they've won 12 games once in my life. So I, I prefer to have a little bit of perspective where they sit right now because, yes, expectations change throughout the season and and that's fine like rightfully so but the fact of the matter is if they win this weekend like you said win a home game against your rival you win the division for the first time in 15 years and you're the number two seed which if you want to be realistic the number two seed you're hosting two playoff games all right Mm -hmm. it's been forever since the Dolphins have done that have hosted I don't even remember the last, it may have been 1992, the last time the Dolphins hosted two home games, which was the same year, the last time they actually went to and lost 
the AFC Championship. I don't think they've hosted two playoff games in the same year in 31 years. I mean, it's been decades since we saw the win the A playoff game, A playoff game here. And and I know that now everyone's looking at it like, oh, the path to the Super Bowl. Like that's where that's where the goalpost has moved. That now we're talking about the path to the Super Bowl being so difficult for Miami. I mean, that in and of itself, Zazlo, is a win that we can actually sit here and have a conversation where we're we're legitimately disappointed that they didn't get the one seed in the AFC because now they're, you know, going to have to go through Kansas City or whatever to get to a Super Bowl. Like, that's the conversation. That's never been the conversation the entire time that I've been a Miami Dolphins fan. That in and of itself makes this a hell of a season for me. Well, yeah, and and look, I, I certainly don't like the idea of having to go back to Baltimore and win an AFC championship game. There's no way you could possibly feel good about that. But the reality is if they win this weekend, it probably knocks Buffalo out of the playoffs. Right. And here's what your playoff picture is going to look like. They're going to likely host Pittsburgh in the first round. And in the second round, they're probably going to host the team. It, it would likely be Kansas city, but it could be, you know, depending on if there's an upset, it could be someone else. But Kansas City would be the uh, 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 the best team that you would host in the second round. And I think everyone would feel pretty good about playing a Kansas City team the way that they look right now. And Patrick Mahomes, who's never played a road playoff game. Like, those would be your two games at home in the playoffs if they win this weekend. So I prefer to take the, the positive spin on, you know, where this team is at right now. Are you Are you mad? at Mike McDaniel for keeping Bradley Chubb in the game. I'm more mad than you are at it. Uh, I know that your I'm not mad. Attitude, yeah, your attitude about these things is injuries can happen at any yep. point in the game, right? So that's always your attitude. Okay, but they didn't you know you didn't need them there. In a blow you're you're getting blown out. Like it and you know a dude that obviously is it's now a huge loss and another key injury that we have on a team that we are talking about trying to make some sort of noise here in the playoffs. So yes, it is a bummer. It was an unnecessary bummer. I understand hindsight is always 2020. I'm not like passionately mad about it. No, I do think it was a bit of a boneheaded move because of when the injury came and it was just so unnecessary, frankly, and you could have prevented it from that perspective, but I understand that that's armchair quarterbacking and Mike McDaniel is going to just roll out there with, his guys, and you're right, injuries could technically happen at any point. It's just that you didn't need to take the chance there that late in the game when you're getting absolutely mutilated with your the weird, disorders, frankly. The weird thing with this Dolphin team, you know, they're, for most of the year, and it hasn't been like this for a few weeks, but for most of the year, they play the bully role to perfection. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a lesser than team, they kick the shit out of you. But when they play a really good team and they get punched in the mouth, like they don't get up, they tap out. And that happened at Buffalo and it happened this week. And, you know, maybe to a lesser extent when they played Kansas city and they were down 21, nothing at halftime of that game. Like this, this, this team is a bully and they have not shown that they're good at fighting back. No, they're not. And some of that comes with experience, right? Like for me, that this is a trajectory of the Dolphins. And again, I I guess for me, and maybe I have a slightly different perspective because I'm not just a fan. And it's one of the things that, you know, is interesting about working in this business, Aslo, and maybe you have this perspective as well. On a national scale, me even getting to talk about the Dolphins. Oh, it's cool. 
Like it is so, it's such a big deal. Yeah, because, cool. you know, that was one of, that's one of the bummers when I was going from local to national, you know, am I going to still get to talk about my teams? And the answer to that with the heat, obviously, yes, very much so. And now the dolphins have made themselves that relevant where it's not just occasionally or a big game. It is every single yeah. week. The dolphins are in the conversation and in the, and in the conversation of best team in the NFL, best team in the AFC. And MVP. And it, right? MVP on multiple fronts, by the way, with the MVP. Like they are there at the forefront of all of those conversations. And maybe as a fan, you don't care about that as much. For me sitting here in this role, in this job, it is so cool to have them that type of relevant. So I think I have a more positive attitude just generally because this has been so fun for me to get to talk about my team. The entire way through and then continue to be relevant. And no matter what happens this weekend, if they lose to the Bills, if they have to go to Kansas City, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They're still in the conversation and they will be going, they will be squarely in the conversation going into a postseason, even if they don't win the AFC East. And that to me is just such an awesome thing to see. And it's the trajectory being on schedule, like these the buffoonery of let's question you know, Mike McDaniel now, or take what we have for granted. I guess I just don't want to fall into that hole. And I'm not saying that I'm satisfied. We ain't done yet, but I like where we are and I like where we've come to get there. So even if we don't end up getting to, you know, an AFC championship this season, it's like you, you have all the confidence in the world that it's coming. You make a couple adjustments next year, Zaslow, and it's coming, right? Like, we're going to be in a Super Bowl here in the next few years. That's how you feel as a Dolphins fan. And after two decades of, of mediocrity and being stuck in that terrible no man's land where you weren't bad enough to have a number one pick, you weren't good enough to know what you even had in Ryan Tannehill for seven years and all the other experiences that we've had over these last two decades – this is awesome to be in a hopeful situation moving forward, no matter what happens here against the Bills and in the first round. They're three home wins away from the AFC Championship. It's crazy. That's where they are right now. Three, right. A, a, home, a home win, which they've been awesome at home over the last couple of years. They are three home wins away from being in the AFC Championship. That's hey, like, that's go the you got to go do it. And you're right. Like that, you, you know, you're, you're a bully to the lesser teams and that's fine. I've been an advocate all season. You take care of business against the teams that you take care of business. To me, if you're going to stumble and fall, you stumble and fall against the Ravens, against the Chiefs, against the Bills. Like, that's not embarrassing. Against the Eagles, that's not embarrassing to me. You're not going to convince me that losing to the other best teams in the NFL is embarrassing. But now we're here. Now it's big boy time, right? This is what separates the good from the great. We know they're good. There ain't no question about that. But if you want to be great, if you want to be true playoff contenders – which is the trajectory and the path that they are on, then you have to actually take care of business, not just against the Cowboys, but you got to repeat that magic and you got to take care of business here at home when you can against the big, good teams as well. And and the Bills, I thought all season long, like I never jumped off the Bills bandwagon, so to speak, because people had given up on the Bills when they were, what, six and six or whatever they were yeah. earlier in the year. I never jumped off. Like I always felt like the Bills are good it's still Josh Allen. I still, I think that it's a good coaching staff. They've got the weapons. They've got Gilmore. And, and here we are with, with Buffalo looking like the real deal. But I'd rather be Miami right now than Buffalo. 
Because can you imagine looking at that team being a Bills fan and knowing that they might miss the playoffs yeah. with just one game here against the, yep. you know, you're either winning the division or you're missing the playoffs. That's a crazy place to be. Right. That's quite a drastic jump. Like they're either going to be the number two seed or probably miss the playoffs entirely. That's a pretty wild variance right there. We'll get right back to the conversation, guys. But first, I want to tell you, if you're thinking about getting a new car, I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. Yeah, I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You are sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, plus all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know that you're covered. Hey, Maybe you just want to get your current vehicle service. Luckily for you, did you know that at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they service all makes and models? That's right. So either way, you're going to be treated like royalty when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And with prices less than many of those small shops, you can service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're getting an exceptional experience every time you walk in the showroom doors at that brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You know which one I'm talking about. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I endorse here on Zaslow Show 2.0, and that's because I want to make sure you guys get the best deal around. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Sports talk show hosts love being right, but I don't know any sports talk show host who loves being right more than my former partner, Amber Wilson. All right, just... Lo- loves being right like she loves oxygen. And I would imagine you're doing a lot of peacocking and prancing around right now about the Dallas Cowboys sitting there at the number two seed in the NFC and the Philadelphia Eagles looking like a team that's one and done. <gasps> it's almost like somebody could have predicted it before we went into the season. You know, It's almost like saying that the Cowboys were going to win that division wasn't the most insane thing that's ever been said on national television. And yet that's the reaction. So yes, I have been doing the peacocking. The problem is that episode of first take where I said all the things that went viral and you know, I'm all over all the tabloids. It like made like mainstream news outlets. Like it it transcended sports media. Talk show host says crazy thing. And yes. that was like the headline. Because I said the Cowboys were going to win the division and the Eagles were going to finish second by yeah. that division. Like yeah. not last, not last in the NFC. You know, I said the Eagles were going to finish second. But it was like the craziest thing anyone's ever said that I thought the Eagles might lose a step. And the problem Woman is, loses her mind on national television. Right. That was the headline. That was the headline. And I don't have the episode. I don't have that episode of first time. I what have you every mean? other episode. Like you didn't save it on your DVR? It's not on my DVR anymore. And I have every other episode I've done. I reached out to First Take a couple of weeks ago because I was like, oh, bleep. Like, this is going down. I'm going to be right. And I'm not going to yeah. have the post to gloat about how right I was. Yeah. And, and, and I like, I want it. I want, you know, I want Bart Scott and Kimberly Martin going at me thinking I'm like the most insane person. I'm who was the with. harshest against you with that opinion? Both of them. Were, I mean, that was who was upset with me that day, yeah. of course. But yeah, both of them just thought it was the most insane thing they've ever heard, of course. And and I, I just, I don't have it and I can't. And right now, and ESPN's had a hard time 
getting it to me. So that's the only bummer is that I really want, <laughs> if anybody has a copy of that episode, the <laughs> first take, I want it because I want clips from it and, and I haven't been able to get it so far. Have you, uh, have you enjoyed the college football playoff? We have Michigan, we have Washington. Have you enjoyed the college football playoff? It's the last year that we're only going to have four teams. It'll be 12 teams next year. And the second part of this question is, is there going to be some type of drastic change to bowl season, considering what a turd that bowl season has laid this year? Well, and that's that's the rub, right? And there's a lot of things that are wrong with college football right now. And there's a lot of things that need to be figured out um, from, from a product perspective. Uh, and, you know, obviously things are good for the kids right now. Things are better for the kids and the student athletes as they should be with NIL and the transfer portal. But you do also have to find some way to have some cohesiveness, some policing of certain things in order, I think, to protect the actual product. Because we are going to see a diminishment of the product itself, because frankly, it is overall making college football a difficult landscape and, and a lot of the times a difficult watch as well. What you did see with these playoffs was the beauty of college football still. Obviously, these four teams gave us a hell of a show. I do not believe that that should be the committee's job is picking who's going to give us the best show, which is what they did. You know, it, it should be who are the best teams or who are the most deserving teams, not who we think is going to put on the best playoffs in terms of competitiveness because if that's true then we could just arbitrarily pick four teams going into any season let's just look at the rosters let's look at the coaches let's look at the booster collective money and let's go ahead and we don't even need to play out the seasons right like we can already you know figure out who's going to give us the best playoffs essentially in, in any given season sure let's throw georgia in there and ohio state too and, and alabama and michigan will have some crazy games next season if harbaugh stays as the coach of michigan i think that it was a testament to how fun college football can be, but also sort of uh, hi has highlighted this bowl season, everything that's wrong right now a bit with the landscape and, and things are going to change. And I think that the expansion of the playoffs, frankly, helps that conversation. Um, I think giving that opportunity to any school also, I think, helps, you know, and, and there will be controversy, Zazzle, at the back end of this thing. But if we're arguing over teams 13 and 14, it seems nah. a lot lower stakes than arguing about teams that went undefeated and didn't get in or a Georgia team that put up what 60, whatever it was on, on, uh, you know, a broken Florida state team in their bowl. So, uh, you know, it's been fun. It's, it's fun. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a fun national championship. I feel like it's Michigan's year. I feel like Harbaugh then ends up going into the NFL. I feel like frankly, he's probably gone either way. If I was him, that's what I would do at this point. But uh, it's it's been it's been fun that the playoffs have been fun. The actual bowls. I mean, I didn't even I've watched hardly any of them. This what's season. changed though with players opting out of some of these bowl games? What's changed between 10, 15, 20 years ago and now? Because it was still the same stakes back then where you don't want to get hurt in the meaningless bowl game if you want to have a pro career. What's changed? What's changed is players realizing that they are the entity, right? I mean, I, I genuinely think some of it's a shift in player empowerment. And, and and some of that's generational. You know, I think some of that is is you are now at a point of a generation that quite literally can build their own brand around themselves with the touch of their fingertips in an incredibly young age. They control that. And you used to have to have entities to do that for you, right? And to elevate you to those stages. 
And these kids recognize that in their generation, you don't have to, they are the brand, right? And and so they kind of grow up, I think, with feeling like they're more powerful than maybe our generation felt, or certainly the generations that came before our generation. So I think that's part of it is them just waking up to it. I think athletes recognizing the sort of risk and reward factor, it's happened across all sports too. I mean, it happens in professional sports. Obviously, we have the, we have the problem with it in the NBA, right? I mean, it's been a shift in, in sort of thought process. And I don't think I'm not blaming the athlete for, for that shift by any means. Cause like, do you bill protect you? I would be doing the same thing. If I was, a, if I was on that Florida state team and I was a starter and I already had my path made to wherever I was going, I also wouldn't play in that bowl. What is the point? What is the point of going out there? And you're not playing for anything, right? It's just all for pomp and circumstance. What is the point? You've already had an undefeated season, take care of business against everybody, won your conference, and still nobody believes in you? Like, screw you. Even if they'd gone out and beat Georgia, what would that have done? That would have done nothing for any of those kids. So what do you have? You have a bunch of, of, of backups playing and a bunch of, you know, kids that do have a lot to prove. And so for them, it's still the stage and it's still important and I'm sure it's still cool. But I understand how the guys that felt like they'd already proven everything weren't then going to go and participate more in that game. It wasn't worth the reward. So I get it from the student athlete perspective, but uh, yeah, so they're going to have to figure something out. And I I think the expansion of the playoffs certainly helps that, right? I mean, Florida State would have been in, Mm -hmm. so all the starters would have been playing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you just tell the NCAA to go screw themselves? I think you did, right? I think I did. Yeah. I mean, all of this sends back to the NCAA and, and, and just the weakness of the NCAA, the way that they've allowed things to go the last 30 years sitting on their hands. And so now this is where the result is. I'm, I'm very negative about the NCAA not taking the opportunity decades ago, recognizing the direction that these things were going to go with player empowerment, with NIL, you know, like give up the fight with NIL. If you had given that up and not actually left it in the hands of the court, then you could have had a unifying body that made NIL legal. You didn't need antitrust lawyers to go ahead and debate it at Supreme Court levels and, you know, overturn the, like it was so stupid. Like just, you knew where it was going. Anybody could see where it was going from a legal perspective. Just give it up, make rules so that you have a unifying body that could have navigated the whole thing. Then you could have circumvented things like booster collectives, which kind of cuts against the entire idea of NIL, right? And you could have had something that frankly also benefits the universities. Because now you have a bunch of university presidents where they're looking at their athletic department being run by boosters. And that's not yeah. a that's not a situation you want to be in if you're an AD or a university president. So even from the university perspective, like there isn't I think a lack of understanding there about, you know, people think, oh, well, the universities are, you know, just paying these kids. And so it's a good system for the universities. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's these boosters now that are just running everything. And the whole thing has no regulation. You don't have, you know, you can have these agents, nobody certified. Like even in the NFL, you have to be a certified agent to represent NFL players. There's well, you know what was crazy? What I saw was, uh, what was it a, a few days ago where Tyler Van Dyke, was on the sidelines in uniform for Wisconsin a couple days ago. Like, this is the same season. He was just the quarterback for the Hurricanes. He was in uniform on the sideline with Wisconsin. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. crazy. And, you know, and again, I think kids should be able to transfer. 
And I think kids should be able to make money off of their own name, image, and likeness. But it doesn't mean that there can't be any rules and regulations that apply to those things, right? I mean, we all have them in a lot of our businesses. Professional sports have them. Yes, professional sports, the players get paid. Also, there's a whole list of rules that they have to adhere to, right? And that the teams have to adhere to in playing, in paying them. And that the agents do. And that the marketing firms do. And that the financial advisors do. And that the attorneys around these professional athletes do. And there is none of that in the wild, wild west when we're talking about 15, 16, 18, 19-year-old kids at the high school and collegiate levels where the states are just making their own laws state by state. The universities all have their own bylaws and there is just no regulation whatsoever. So now you have a bunch of coaches trying to quietly go to Congress to get them involved because God forbid anybody in sports can just figure out their own belief without getting getting the government involved, right? Like our, like our government doesn't have better things to do. I don't know. Zazzle, I'm not the government. I just feel like we'd have better things to do. This is an election year. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to doing shows with you again as we approach the election later on in 2024, the same way we did four years ago. Uh, and, and probably even the four years before that, where uh, we, we obviously give all of our political stances and we tell everybody who we're voting for. Duh. It's, you know, there's no career suicide attached to that. There's nothing I love more than political commentary. Are the Dolphins going to win this weekend? Yes. I think so, too. I'm so scared to say that, though. I'm I, think, I think so, too. I'm so scared. I think I'm there, too. yes, because it's in Miami. If it was in Buffalo, yeah. I would not feel good about the situation. Um, right. And I don't like the injuries. But I'll say yes, because, you know, I, I do believe in this coaching staff, even though there's people questioning them off of one game against – by the way, again, a very, very excellent, probably the best team in the NFL opponent this past week. It bothers me so yeah. much, the the reaction on Twitter. We got to get rid of this Mike McDaniel. He's not a big-time coach. Like, get the, you are a fucking ingrate if you <laughs> actually say that out loud. Like a total asshole, and I don't want to know you. Can you it's, imagine that? It's, it's when I was saying that it's so fun right now, the Dolphins being so relevant nationally. It's also been fun that all the commentary is so bought in at in the national level. Like what you and I do now at ESPN, right? Yeah, I'm a national, but, I'm a national host now too. You're yeah. a national host. You are an ESPNer at ESPN. We are very all in on Mike McDaniel, but that's cool. That's cool to see. Like when the hell has that ever happened? When the hell have Dolphins been anything but the beacon of incompetence, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and here we are, the guy that nobody else interviewed for a head coaching job. And Stephen Ross has taken a lot of heat. And you and I gave Chris Greer a lot of heat when we were on local. No, I was wrong about that. I don't mind being wrong if it's in favor of my team. You hate being wrong. I'm okay wrong. with being wrong if it means that my team is benefiting from it. I, you know, I wasn't wrong at the time. Oh, you see, you see, th- this is it. Like, she's not actually admitting that she was wrong. It was more me and she was, like, playing along because we're a team. That's well, what you read led me down the rabbit hole yeah. that I followed. And it was, I was a bad influence. That, That's yeah, right. That's right. The boy was a, the, the boy was a bad influence. That happens to, to young ladies where they they meet a boy and he's a bad influence, and that's what happens. That's, that's you. Going. That is that is the story of your life, right? You're, yeah. you're definitely the bad boy who's yeah. the bad influence on all of the ladies. That's right. I'm on the other side of the tracks, and the mothers tell their daughters to stay away from me. That's what happened. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, what are you watching these days? What is keeping you busy? My four-year-old son. I mean, You're not watching any shows? You finished Netflix? Oh, you know what? The only thing... Okay, so I, I actually, I legitimately, the last year, have watched very little anything outside of sports i really have yeah i feel I'm, like you I'm, haven't told me about anything you've been watching recently i never find myself watching anything like to an extreme degree that i'm like what do i do all the time that i don't watch things um but i mean i think for me it's it's largely because i am always consuming sports or sports media content and then i don't know and then i'm busy um and then i have a night show the night show thing has really really bit into my entertainment yep. hour right because that's when i used to watch tv but uh, by the way, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio. Um, but right. the last couple weeks, because I've had a break here, I took the last week off with the holidays, which was a, a nice little break here. And I started Bosch Legacy. That's the show that I've been into. Okay. I, I know about that. We, my, my wife and I, we just finished Goliath with mm. Billy Bob Thornton because we love the lawyer shows, you know? Right. Have you ever seen Goliath? No, but I, I heard that I would like it. Oh, it's great. You should watch that. And and right now we're watching Reacher. Reacher's really good. That Alan Richie, he's a big beefcake. You would love him. I mean, he's like the, the Bosch, Incredible Hulk. Bosch Legacy is awesome. All, all yeah. the Bosch all the Bosch shows, uh, which are all from yeah. the Connolly books about Harry Bosch. So it's all like cops, cop and lawyer yeah, yeah. stuff. But they're, they're really good. Yeah, we like that stuff too. All right. You said it all, Amber. Every night, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m., Amber and Ian, everybody knows it's my favorite show. Is there anything else that we should plug for you? Social media, stuff like that? Anything else? I don't think so. Amber, Amber W. Sports on all social media. That's how all you right. find her. All right. That's how you find her. Excellent job, Amber. Good talking to you. Good catching up. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before we let you go here, guys, we're wrapping up today's show. Hey, maybe you're wrapping up your day wherever you are. Maybe it's time to go to sleep. I don't know what you're doing, but if it is time to go to sleep, you're not going to have the best sleep unless you're sleeping on the softest sheets. You know I'm talking about sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles, sustainable eucalyptus sheets. They're naturally softer, cooler, more breathable than anything you've ever slept on. The Zaslow family, all of us, we have sheets and giggles. Those are the bed sheets we use now and forever since sheets and giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0 about four or five months ago. You may see me on youtube.com slash at Zaslow showing like, wow, Zaslow, you look so well rested. You look so good. Why is that? It's because I'm now one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. It's one less thing I have to worry about. The only place that I ever have to go now to get my bed sheets, sheetsgiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He did it. We're all having the best sleeps of our lives now. And if you're not getting sheets and giggles sheets for your bed just yet you're not getting the best kind of sleep sheetsgiggles.com again sheetsgiggles.com ah the show is over what better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of johnny cuba that's right that's what i look forward to after every show and now my day's work is done I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. 
Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.